0: Everybody that's listening to this, turn your turn turn the volume up, okay? Uh-oh. The dynasty is fucking over, okay? Nick Saban's done. It's fucking over, okay? There is no more Alabama. Listen, Nick Saban might have had one of the most talented squads last year, okay? You had Bryce Young, probably going to be one of the greatest college quarterbacks. You had Will Anderson, maybe one of the best... Defensive ends in college football, and they couldn't fucking do it. Okay? They're, this Alabama team is no longer a pu- plug and play team.
1: All About the Balls podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Kamine Hart. Luke Rule and Nick the Doc Skirkwins. Hello and welcome to this brand new edition of All About the Balls podcast. I'm your host, Mark Davis, bruised and still a little burnt, but I'm excited mm. to be in the sack house. I'm joined alongside my two wonderful co-hosts, Chris Gemeinhart and Nick the Doc Skirkwins. Shout out to you, Luke Rule. You're doing, uh, you know, you sacrificed yourself for this beautiful service and nation of us. So thank you, man. Sorry you couldn't be here, Chris. How was the weekend, my friend?
0: The weekend was great. I just sat back, enjoyed it. I only got one more week of leave, so I'm trying to enjoy myself with the family, take it all in, and dreading going back, to be honest. <laughs> enjoy,
1: uh-huh. Chris, because that, that first week is going to be brutal, man. It's going to be very, oh, yeah. very brutal.
2: Striving for that, for that. what is it, 45 days off? <laughs> <Yes>. Or 90 <laughs> days off, I mean, isn't it? Three months? Not-
0: yeah. Three, three months. Three, three months. Yeah striving for that 90 days coming up this uh, year baby
1: (laughs) uh doc how was the weekend for you man
2: can't complain man can't complain quiet uh i don't remember what the fuck we did on saturday uh sunday wife got a call for a dorm emergency so we just went ahead and packed everything and we went and uh did some grocery shopping afterwards we hit up the commissary um but a quiet weekend, man. Quiet, relaxing, enjoyable. Spend yeah, I wish family, I had that, man. Love it.
1: I wish I had that, man. Uh, we only have a few more days left of this airfield paint job. I mean, I'm going to show you right now that today, literally Monday, July 17th, we couldn't paint because if it's too windy, uh, the, the paint won't stay straight. It's just the way it goes. So they, they removed. They did all the removal that they had to finish. But uh, it was windy, like I said. So 20 miles per hour plus with gust up there as well. They had a huge box in the back of someone's truck, on my contractor's uh, bed of his truck. So I was walking up to it. Fucking this damn box got blown out. As I was getting to the door, fucking that fucking spine of that damn cardboard right to my fucking dome, Ooh. dude. Get yeah, that good man thing,
2: a purple heart. Good
1: thing I, hey, I sacrificed my fucking body for those damn aircraft, man. I put my fucking body out there for those fucking people. So I'm going to
2: have to talk to Service the before self. You'll love to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna talk to the Secretary yeah. of the Air Force. Maybe maybe Chief Bass, something like that, can get me a, I said, a Yeah, heart. talk
2: to Chief Bass, dude. Talk to Chief Bass. Get that get that uh get that purple heart, man. You are in that shit. You, you should have just went to the hospital and got off this <laughs> I,
0: I almost,
1: I almost you did. Should've. I was, but they, you should've there. I'm
0: not gonna lie, I should've had a headache
1: it. and I, I had a headache and I was a little dizzy throughout most of the day. I feel a lot better now. I could have said I got a concussion, dude, and like I would have been you out. I would
2: have milked it for everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like I got I mean, oh, don't, I don't get me wrong. I, I know it's either. like, everyone's like, oh, it's a cardboard. But that shit hurts, man. Like, it was a spine of it, too. And if I didn't move my head, it would have been my eye. So I'm glad that I ducked the last. I mean, I only had, like, mm. three feet to fucking play with. So it wasn't oh, like wow. I had much. Yeah, it was close. It was, like, literally as I was getting to the guy's, like, uh, side mirror in the bed. It just came from the bed and just whipped it. But, hey. Yeah, so I'll be better. I'll be fine. I'll talk to I'll talk to the the higher-ups out there and see what I can do. But... For everyone that's listening on Apple and Spotify and watching on YouTube, we're going to try something new, um, especially with the season coming up. We're going to try and do a little short episodes, maybe 45 minutes, but we want to hear from you, our beautiful viewers and listeners out there. You can find us on, like I said, on your streaming platforms, YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. You can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Search the Sack House. Search All About the Boss podcast. Give us some of your takes on how long you like your duration of videos, kind of things you want us to talk about, like I said, debate for the listeners load, or just in general, you just want us to talk about and touch up. If we miss something in the news, we can come back to it the following day. With football season, we're going to be recording on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So you're going to have a lot of videos coming out between fantasy, previewing college and NFL, and recapping NFL and college as well. But, boys, we have a pretty good episode. And today the headlines was this fucking franchise tag deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern, And the three big names that did not get signed to long-term deals was Tony Pollard from the Cowboys, Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, and Saquon Barkley from the Giants. We knew Tony Pollard was going to be unlikely. He did sign his tag in March. So he's not the big name. I mean, people are still using him, but the big names was Barkley and Jacobs. And the reason is because, Chris, both of them have come out and said before they will not be playing for this franchise tag. Do you think they hold up and they do what Le'Veon Bell did back in the day, which he apologized for? for, you know, skipping out of town on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think they actually hold true to their word?
0: Yeah, I mean, to start off with, I mean, we had a little little news that with Saquon's case that the Giants and Saquon were just a couple million off. I mean, it looks like Saquon played himself. They offered him $13 million before the season ended. He didn't take it. He rolled the dice, and I guess they were coming in a little lower. I mean, he he's that whole offense. So for the Giants not to just cough up that one or two million he was asking is sad. But I I fully believe that these two guys will be people that will sit out, which is sad because they're both super talented on the field. They're game changers for their offense, especially Saquon with the Giants and Jacobs with the Raiders. I mean Jacobs was the Raiders whole offense if you take away Adams. So it's well, Barkley was
1: Barkley was the offense. I mean, he elevated Daniel Jones, who got
2: paid. yeah. Yeah, Barkley, Barkley was the Devontae Adams as well in New York.
1: Yeah, Bar- without yeah. Barkley, they say without his 100-yard games, Daniel Jones has had a bad, like, game. Like, he can't play without a running back. So, it's – I mean, Barkley – had a, everyone had a bad game got most paid. games anyways. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's just yeah. – it's shocking to me, like, refusing to meet that one or two million off that they were with with all the money they paid to Daniel Jones. Like, that was not – Daniel Jones money that that was you paid Daniel Jones top tier money, and I think the Giants are are gonna feel that for for every year that it's worth. But um, you know, disappointing to see Barkley not get it, especially what he's meant to that city, um, all the work that he's put in from the start coming out of Penn State. Always a huge fan of that guy, um, Josh Jacobs, like you said again, another huge uh, you know, provider in that offense. But I think coming off of and a big example why why Tony Pollard didn't get it coming off of the Zeke Elliott and what happened in, in Dallas and they released, you know, from his contract. Um, it, it's just come to show that running backs are a dime a dozen, man. I mean, going back to the argument we've made in, in previous episodes, Le'Veon Bell sat out. What happened? James Conner came in and absolutely took over um when kareem Hunt got suspended in kansas city the backup came in and absolutely took over when they got down to their third string because the second string got hurt third string came in and absolutely took over you know what i mean it's, well, it's
0: just with, problem, with the right man. scheme
2: and the right offensive line running backs can be successful it doesn't matter who you get so it's hard it's hard to invest that kind of money into a running back especially when you gave it all to daniel jones
1: i mean i hate to say it, i'm on both sides so like i get like the, the running backs should get paid. Don't get me wrong. They should get paid for what they've done, the production that they're going to be. That also we'll talk about in a minute. But the franchise tag is such a bullshit system in general. And we're, we're going to hammer that one in a minute. But the owners treat them like shit. And we're not the owners, but like the, the coaching scheme is so fucking run them to the ground, tag them a couple times, and then, hey, we'll we'll just move on. But like, I mean, you also can't pay them long term because of that. You know, so it's like I get why the owners are refusing to pay them. But I understand the gripe and maybe the other players, not just running backs, but quarterbacks receivers, they should stay up or stick up for them and actually be like, yo, these guys need to get fucking paid and give some of your money out. or You know, cause you're going to get fucking $40 million, $35 million. Give your running back a few extra millions so he can get paid and be happy.
0: Well, I mean, going off a couple things, going off that one with you, Mark was number one, like, like you said, the running back is such a huge scheme for an offense and you hear this from all coaches doing the post game press conference or pre-game, is that they're going to run the ball to slow the game down and to open up the passing game. Without the running game, the passing game is non-existent. And then I forgot my second thing. Whatever you said about it. So well, I mentioned
1: well, I mentioned the I mentioned the other positions sticking up for them as well. Because oh oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. About-
0: the other thing of what I had is like you have cases like Mixon and Aaron Jones that took pay cuts to stay on their team. I can I can see Mixon because Mixon probably believes that Cincinnati has a good shot to make it to the Super Bowl. So he he wants that ring. So I can see him making a pay cut Aaron Jones. I mean, he's old. He probably just wants to stay in the league. So he knows no one else is going to pay him. So he's like, "Let me just get this contract here where I'm happy in Wisconsin." Eating that cheese. Well, I
1: just think yeah, the franchise tag in general, Doc, real quick, is the the problem. If you don't, I hate it so much because you're you're holding a, you're handcuffing a player, no matter what position it is, to the team. The player association needs to get rid of that in the next bargaining agreement because if you eliminate that franchise tag after four or five years, depending on which round you, you draft your running back in, he's going to get paid now because now he's going to get that first big contract after the draft. Obviously, like once Bijan's up, for example. He has that fucking first contract. He's going to get $30-plus plus million But then, you know, if he's not franchise-tagged, Atlanta or whoever, he's going to have to pay him probably about $15 million a year. So this tag is bullshit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see it both ways in the tag, first of all, because, yeah, it kind of screws people. But at the same time, like, when, when a player is just being greedy or refusing to work with them or something, I mean, it gives a team a year – to put the franchise tag on, work something out, and the franchise tag isn't set final. You know what I mean? You can still work out a deal, um, but, but you're forcing you know, them
1: to stay there, though, even though their contract was already expired. So you're, you're forcing what? them to either sign or sit out a year. Yeah, that's year you're
2: that, so. Are we going to get rid? of – I mean, look at baseball. We're going to get rid of six years team control for baseball. I mean, come on. I just think it's dumb. Well, you know, I think the, they they compensate the position well for what the franchise tag is. It's paid out at what the top. The top ten or twenty or something in the position is what it is what it pays you. They average it uh, they they add it and then divide whatever so I mean it's not like you ain't getting paid shit. this is just one of those hey yeah. it's it's like arbitration kind of in a way it's what the arbitration comes out same thing baseball does the same shit with arbitration meetings, so it's like arbitration, and then the team can still work out a deal when you submit arbitration in the MLB the team can still work out a deal in the meantime, but I mean to sit. I, I don't think that getting rid of the franchise tag is going to change what teams are going to be want to pay players. Because at the end of the day, you know, like you guys said, the they coaches are admitting in the press, we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball. Nobody's arguing what the run game brings to the NFL. People are arguing is that it you can put anybody back there. And especially now where most teams are two or three back uh, by committee right now, why are you going to pay a guy 100% of the time touch pay when he's not playing 100% of the downs?
1: Well, how about this one, Doc? I'll mention just a little earlier. i have to dive into it yet. But the NFL executives have ranked Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs third and fourth in the uh, top 10 running backs. So you're saying these guys are top 10 and collectively as as a whole, but you're not going to pay them what they're worth. You're going to pay them $10 million. Saquon Barkley's 40% of the offense but he's going to get paid less than what the offense is getting paid. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I understand we're not paying running back that full like 15, $20 million, like wide receivers, but if he's 40% of your offense. I mean, maybe he's worth more than $11 million, which you just offered him this go round before uh, the tag deadline ended. He, they offered him 11 million. He went at 14.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, if there's, if I'm paying a running back, there's only a couple of them in the league that I'm paying because they're dual threat. Just, Vertical backs. I mean CMC obviously, Saquon Barkley, uh Eckler, you know, there there's only a couple of guys in the league that I'm paying that kind of money, and it's because of what they can do in any situation. You know, Nick Chubb, another great running back, but the guy is is not good catching the check down. The guy is not good in transition up the field when he when he catches out of the backfield. So, you know, there's only a couple of guys that would pay that kind of money. I agree that uh, I agree that Barkley would be one of those, especially how he's he's shouldered the load in New York for so many years. And with or without him, Daniel Jones is not getting the job done in New York. So if I'm paying any running back, it, it, like I said, it's CMC and it's and it's um, uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. But
1: well, well, Chris, I mean, another should've... thing that I. Th- the thing about Christo, real quick, is about Josh Jacobs. I don't know if you saw this. I mean, obviously, we saw it last year. His fifth year option didn't get picked up. So guess what? He lost a big chunk of that fifth year option he would have had. Now you tagged him, so you forced him to stay, even though you didn't want him. You know, I'm saying we don't want you for your fifth year. We pretty much said we don't want you. So now you're going to get tagged. Now you're going to get paid less. So they just really screw bullshit. See, that's what I'm saying. The tag does that to you. You have a you have, but tag have been they... because he's a quarterback. That's the difference between a quarterback and a running back. You benefit more off the position. So. It's, it hurts the running back so much because the, the value hasn't really gone up for that 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 person but if you limit the tag now you're got to st- now you're stuck paying them for a four-year contract right away someone is
2: but if you're doing a franchise tag and you're not picking up a fifth year option and then hitting them with the tag then that tag should be what the value of that original fifth year or of the franchise tag whichever is higher
1: I just think i I, I never liked it. Chris, you're about Nick Chubb, though. I didn't, want, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: Yeah, no, a couple things. First
0: off, Nick Chubb, I think he can definitely catch um, passes out of the backfield. He just has never had to. I mean, when you have Kareem Hunt as your second, who are you going to throw out there to go catch a pass? Kareem Hunt. And I mean, we'll see this year because the Browns are completely been open about how Nick Chubb is going to get more into the passing game, which is huge on fantasy. By the way, That's what I want to see. I'm mean, a huge Nick Chubb fan. Little fantasy note there, but Nick but I mean, Chubb also got seen... paid
1: though, so like, so I don't think he's up yeah. for a contract very shortly. So it's like these guys, like, so I can understand Pollard because of the injury, like that just sucks. I mean, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have gotten tagged, but I, I understand. We understand his situation, but a Josh Jacobs and a Saquon Barkley, especially if you as executives are ranking them third and fourth in the league, you just literally contradicted yourself saying that they should be worth it. But then you're not gonna make him worth it, so it's just i don't I don't like the double standard that you just did there
0: with it's, with it's Pollard a, though, with Pollard though I can see with Pollard though I can see because Pollard hasn't truly had one year where he is the main focus in the back room. he's always had Zeke there, so I can see Dallas not wanting yeah. to cough up a big contract to pay a guy that they don't know about yet. I mean they know he's good. He's
2: phenomenal. Not to mention they just regretted doing it with Zeke. Yeah. Exactly. That's true exactly. Too.
0: But I mean, I think a big thing I'm on both sides of the franchise tag. I think it's especially with running backs, it's shitty because say you get franchise tagged, you have no insurance. If you go out there and tear your ACL or whatever and you're done, hey, you're out of the league. You're but done. that's for
1: every position though. It's not just running back. That affects every position.
0: Correct, correct. But I feel like running backs are definitely more vulnerable
1: to an injury
0: due to being slammed into guys 24-7. Yeah, yeah, because
1: even even if they're blocking, they're blocking a linebacker.
2: Yeah. Well, even just running up the gut, even just running up the gut, I mean, they're getting twisted and turned. Those linemen are falling all over their knees and ankles. I mean, too many times we've seen good running backs go down on routine plays just because somebody gets twisted and turned and, and falls down the wrong way and lands on them.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean a big a big tweet that all these running backs are going after is from a draft scout Matt Miller. I don't know if you all have seen it, but he said that he's been seeing it for year or saying it for years. Is you draft a running back, you play the running back. If he's good, you franchise tag him one time, and then you draft another running back. Sometimes Which, you franchise hey, tag him twice. That's a solid solid plan because, like Doc said earlier, you can find a running back deep into a draft that can do this. Same thing, 80% productivity that these big names are doing, and pay way less, and then pay these bigger guys more money.
1: I mean, that's why I was vouching he, for the Cowboys is if Bijan would have fell, fell to them, draft Bijan, have him with Tony Pollard, and then when it's Bijan's turn for a couple of years, then you replace Bijan with another running back, and it'd have been a good exactly, season for Dallas.
2: Well, you also you want a guy that's just going to sit in the back for, for one season. You're not trying, I mean, I don't know, we're, we're not seeing running backs like the days of old that are making the cuts and the moves that are creating space. It's it's linemen are making holes, running backs literally just have to run up the field and they're finding holes, they're finding everything else. And I'm not saying cuts aren't happening, you know what I mean? But it's not like it was back in the day with, uh, you know, it Sanders. And, it was a running right. back
1: air though, back in the day. It's a, it's airball. That's ball, the problem.
0: Though. It's air ball these days.
1: And there is one thing that they can do to prove it to them, to the owners and the general managers last more than fucking six years, play what a running a wide receiver does 10 to 13 years. And you will start to get paid. I hate to say it, but you have to prove it. And I'm on both sides. I can see both sides of the argument. Like I'm not saying I'm for this, for that. Yeah. They should get paid, but I understand why why the owners don't pay them neither.
2: And look at, and look at, and going back to the point of, of the workload that running backs put in, um, how many hundred yard rushers did we have last year? Hundred yards per game rushers.
1: Well, I mean, receivers don't even get hundred yards average on a on a uh season basis. There's only a few of them that do it every year.
2: But running so, backs I mean, that used to be such a big deal, and now it's like if you get a hundred yard a hundred yard season, like you're going to the hall of fame, dude. Yeah. Like they're not but, they're not but, putting in they're not putting in the numbers like they used to. So why are we
0: going to pay them more? Well, that, that, and also look at the, like, just the history of, like, the last 15 Super Bowls. How many teams that have won the Super Bowl has truly had that elite running back? I will tell you this mm-hmm. right now.
1: The last, I will tell you this right now. The last team that I think that had the leading rusher or someone in the top, like, three or four was the 2018, no, I'm sorry, 2017 Philadelphia Eagles when Garrett Blunt led the league in rushing with Nick Foles. Oh, Carson Wentz led the way for most of it. He was going to be MVP. Yeah. He didn't get hurt. But LeGarrette Blunt was, uh, surprisingly, he led the league in rushing that year, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a quiet like name. No one thinks of LeGarrette Blunt as that you know dominant premier running back. He had a good for a few years. Don't get me wrong, but no one thought about that. But, hey, yeah. we're going to keep an eye on this. We're going to see what Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are going to do um, moving forward. Like I said, training camp or Manny camp, whatever you want to call it, and preseason is going to be a big teller soon. Maybe they'll do a hold-in and they'll sign last second. That's been done before. But speaking of someone that got paid, boys, DeAndre Hopkins. He finally made a decision. He skipped out on New England. He told Bill Belichick no. I think Bill Belichick has been a uh, rumored he's still stuck in his ways, he doesn't want to pay the the big names for anyone that would have helped Mac Jones. But he decided to land in Nashville with Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. And I think I think it's big for the Titans because now they have that guy that's going back to AJ Brown role. I mean, maybe he can get seventy five to eighty catches a year, you know, over a thousand maybe eight, 10 touchdowns, pairing with Derrick Henry. I don't know if it's enough still, Doc, for the uh, Titans to win this division. I, I like the move for the receiver core because they definitely needed it, but I don't know if it's enough to surpass Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I like the move for for Tennessee, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to help kind of solidify that quarterback role, um, you know, early on going into the season, but I I don't understand the move. I don't. I think there were so many other options for DeAndre Hopkins to be immediately successful unless this was like his way of looking and being the star um, to where he could step in, get paid, get the targets, get, you know, the spotlight on him. Um, Because, you know, there's a lot of other teams that have that other guy that, you know, he wouldn't be a clear number one. Um, It would have been Tennessee or New England. Right. But I just I guess he's he's not going for a championship. I don't know, because I just this this move doesn't make sense to me.
1: And Chris, here's some names too. My buddy mentioned earlier to us. We're talking about. This. He's like, I didn't realize that these teams had this much cap. But here's some teams that are high in salary cap that could have paid DeAndre Hopkins what he's getting on a yearly basis, which is 13 million average. The New York Jets are the fifth most. They have 20. They have 24 million. The Cowboys at number six. They they had it as well. The Jaguars had money. The Lions had money. Even the Bears had money. Who are making moves? You never know. Maybe that would help the Bears big time. But you even have the Bengals at $15 million. You could have run a four receiver set with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd and, and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, so I don't know, man. I, I don't know what Hopkins is thinking. Maybe he should have just waited for two. That's why I think it's up. spotlight.
2: No, that's why yeah, I think I it's spotlight. Because even going to Chicago, he would have been fighting DJ Moore. He would have been fighting the entire core in Cincinnati. I think that he wanted to go somewhere where he was the hot shot. He didn't have to worry about sharing the limelight with nobody. It's DeAndre Hopkins' time, and that's it.
0: Yeah, no, like exactly what Doc was saying. I think he wanted to be the star wide receiver, the main focus. He wants the targets, he wants the target shares, and he's gonna get it down there in um, Tennessee. I think the, I think it was not truly quite as exactly accurately, but <laughs> he gonna yeah, get the targets. I, mean,
2: I don't know about the catches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was truly, truly between the Patriots and Tennessee. But they, they had the money Patriots, too, though. That... Well, yeah, but the you, the Patriots don't want to spend money. There was like an so, interesting fact that I sent you all was that like in the next four years, the Patriots are like number one in space cap, and they're dead last in spending money. They just and without don't pay having players,
2: yeah, and without having any other talent on the team. I mean, are you gonna you gonna put you know you gonna you gonna lock up that kind of money for the next few years to come? To lock down a a receiver when you got a quarterback, you know you're trying to get rid of a defense that's that's dwindling away. No other weapons on offense except for what is it, Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson. So, yeah, Juju
1: is the is the receiver one. But he could well that yeah. put him there. But you put you put Juju back at the two, and then you have Hopkins at the one. So that's Bill outshine that's Juju though. all day long. But that's Bill's problem is he buys low and sells high. So. He, he flips his talent for more. And he, isn't, he can't do that at at his age.
2: And I, I can't help but think, too, with, with like you said, Hopkins at his age and everything and and maybe what he is physically compared to what he used to be. I don't know. When I see a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and what you would hope as, as a franchise, what his what his talent would still be at, what did the NFL teams, what did the executives and in the, in the GM see that we're not seeing that, as you know, Sounds to me like only Tennessee and and New England was interested in him. Why didn't nobody well, Arizona, else want him? Well Arizona he also screwed him to too.
1: Well, Arizona screwed him too by releasing them so late and not trading them. So a lot of these teams, like the Bills and like the Chiefs, they don't have that kind of cap that would have fit DeAndre Hopkins' uh money that he wanted. But there are other teams out there, like like we said, though, Jacksonville, Philly, all these teams yeah, had them. So
2: So the just, fact that the bottom know. of the barrel took him in, I mean, what is that kind of it's saying something about DeAndre that somebody's somebody else ain't saying, you know what I mean?
1: Well, what what does it also do for his fantasy stock too, Chris? I think I, mean-
2: I think I think
0: fantasy stock this goes up. I mean, look at last year after after a six game suspension, he came in proving that he was still the man. He was still the dude on the field. He earned twenty-nine point four percent target share when he stepped in when he was fully healthy. And Tannehill's proven that he can support a top five wide receiver when AJ was down there and D hop is the same body build as AJ. They're both big. They're both physical. So I think, I think his fantasy stock's definitely going to go up higher. I mean, I'm sad because I was looking at trail on Burks as a little sleeper. That's out of the question <laughs> but he, now, <laughs> but he, he still, he still
1: could be because now that opens up with their Henry being the focal, focal point as well. You have children, Burks. Who their number one's gonna be on Hopkins? He's gonna get more one-on-one looks, and that might open the door for him. It's also I, I wouldn't say I want Hopkins my number one on my fantasy team, but if he's healthy, no. a wide receiver two or even a deep flex if you're going receiver heavy, it's not a bad spot. That I think you can get seventy to eighty catches out of Hopkins for close to a thousand, maybe even a little over a thousand, and you know he's gonna get those TDs as well. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think Hopkins could be a good receiver two in your team if healthy.
0: It- especially with his adp right now i'd have to look but i think he's i don't know if they've updated it yet but i think he was like 24 wide receiver right now so i mean his adp is great for where he's going right now because he's gonna go in and step in in that truly wide receiver one spot oh yeah
2: yeah and it's like you said he's gonna get his targets he's gonna get his numbers because nobody else in tennessee is capable of getting the numbers so um you know, it it raises stock for sure, um, because he is going to be that that serious number one, really only target in Tennessee. But you know, it, it doesn't raise it as much as it could because it's still it's Tennessee. Yeah,
0: it's Ryan Tannehill. Just don't, but it's be- just don't play him week one because Marshawn's going to lock him down, See him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But speaking of the quarterback, though, I mean, now if they feel like they're in a potential spot to win the AFC South and maybe even make a wild card, you never know. Like I said, Mike Vrabel's a very good coach. So I hate to say, like, he's going to get It's like the Patriots. I I'm, I know I got them really low, but it's it's fucking Belichick and Vrabel. They find ways to win games when they shouldn't. But does this also now potentially delay Will Levis a year or two? Because now if you have Hopkins there, they think they might have a chance to actually get the playoffs. And you're not going to do that with Will Levis uh, probably right away. So does that hurt? His stock for this year in his rookie season.
0: I think they're gonna they're gonna go into it just the way like the Falcons did last year. They they know what they have with Ryan Tannehill. They know Ryan Tannehill isn't gonna change. So if the last four games five games they're out of the playoff contention, then they're gonna put Will Levis in and see what mayonnaise boy can do to see if he yeah. has it to be that franchise quarterback. So I, I would compare this situation just like Mariota and Ritter last year.
2: I don't think it's even going to take that long, honestly. I mean, with with, with getting DeAndre to that deal, um, they don't want to squander that opportunity. You know what I mean? If 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 it's calling the season a wash early because Ryan Tannehill's back to doing Miami Ryan Tannehill things. Um, get him out of the way, like Chris said, and see if he's going to be your franchise quarterback. Because if not, then you need to start looking. You need to dump Tannehill. You need to be looking in the draft for another one and be finding that guy that is going to be your quarterback that can elevate with DeAndre Hopkins and make this team winning in the next couple of years. Tennessee, I mean, a move like that, you're in win-now mode. You know what I'm saying? You got Derrick Henry. You got a receiver. You know, you lost some pieces on the line rebuild that through the draft, free agency coming up with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it, you could easily turn this team around quickly, but the quarterback is going to be the biggest crutch on this team right now, whether Tannehill starting or it being a rookie brand new Will Levis. But I, I, if I'm Tennessee, I'm not waiting around for it. I, Ryan, listen, you got the first couple games, man, don't fuck it up. Because if you do, Will's coming in, and if he don't got it, that's fine. He can at least learn because we've got longevity with him where we can at least, you know – Work on the rest of the season, but we're looking in the draft then to find that next guy because we need it now. Or or even in a, moving in the offseason, trade free agency, whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think all eyes, like you said, boys, are on the quarterback, and that's going to be the position that the Titans are going to be having in the spotlight is Will Levis for Tannehill, like you said. Tannehill struggles. How, how soon do they pull that trigger? And speaking of
2: – And that's why running backs don't get paid. With Derrick Henry, all the talk is on the quarterback yeah. and DeAndre.
1: Well, speaking of quarterbacks, the NFL executives boys, they do their yearly rankings of uh, the top ten at each position, and you know it caught my eye a little bit with the quarterbacks. You know, the one through three was pretty standard. They had Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Okay, very respectable list. So you can understand that, like Chris pulled up, but then it kind of raises some flags. Aaron Rodgers at four, Herbert at five, the almost MVP last year, Jalen Hurts at six, Lamar who didn't make the top ten the year before, number Lamar's seven,
2: way too high.
1: Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence at 8, Dak Prescott at 9, and a quarterback that struggled last year even when he was healthy, Matthew Stafford at 10. And I, I hate to say it, boys. If we're a going a on
2: mistake.
1: If you're going based on right now, I, I don't see how you don't have Jalen Hurts higher than, on that list. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do good things with the Jets this year, but the man is a dual threat. I understand he only had 3,700 or 3,600 passing yards last year, but he did miss two games. So he would have easily had over 4,000 plus 1,000 yards. I mean he should be higher in my opinion. Maybe I mean I can understand not maybe having past Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, but you gotta have him in the top five. That's my opinion on that. And take Stafford off the list. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson on that list, even though we haven't seen him in a while.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think Stafford should go off the list. I I like where Dak is. I mean, as much hate as he gets, hey, he is an efficient quarterback. I like kind of where Trevor is Lamar, I'd maybe knock down just a little bit just because injury wise Not truly a thrower. We'll see what he does now with this offensive coordinator. Maybe move Jalen Hurts up. Justin Herbert, I mean, he did have an off year last year, but how many games was he playing with broken ribs? So I'm excited to see what Justin Herbert can do with a fully healthy year, fingers crossed at least. And then Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does with an actual good offense now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers in number four. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. When you get to that four through, four through six, four through seven, I mean, you could really go a whole lot of different ways with it. Um, Rodgers, I mean, he, he didn't have shit in, in Green Bay for the last couple of years, but still one of the more accurate passers that we've seen in our day. I mean, he finished two years ago, what, with two interceptions two years ago, the entire season, and he threw. He threw the football. I mean, the guy still has accuracy, uh, pinpoint accuracy, um Stafford I I I don't even know how to put into words how confusing that is um I'm just I'm not even going to talk about it this this must have been like Colin Coward must have had some input on this list uh to put Matthew Stafford anywhere near the top 10 um Doc Doc, I'm confused I'm confused Doc though you have
1: Aaron Rodgers fine at number four but you also have him going eight and nine this year only one win more than the Zach Wilson Joe Flacco Mike White, New York Jets of last year.
0: We keep receipts in the sack house.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, have a good that, memory that's in this fine. So
0: that's fine. That's pretty, I mean,
2: the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can still do all the work like he's been doing in Green Bay, and not win Super Bowls. You know, I don't know what to tell you. uh But no playoffs this is from the fourth best QB in the league this year. That's that's a uh, that's pretty bold. So, I mean, we could run down how many playoff wins each quarterback's got, and then we can talk about where they deserve to be but based we, on how we, the season finishes and how many playoff wins they got.
1: But are we talking about past success or like the, the, what's currently going on in the future and like with the present time and the future? Because it's, it's like saying Patrick Mahomes would have never been better than Brady until Brady retired in a current, in a current time frame. But Mahomes you know obviously was, was – yeah, I mean, it's the same situation. You can't use – past playoff wins compared to with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and, you know, Jalen Hurts because Hurts was also in the Super Bowl well, you last brought, year. Well, you
2: brought records into it. You brought records. Well, That's the reason well, I brought the playoffs because you brought records into it.
1: you said that you're okay with him being the fourth-best QB going to 2023, but you also have the Jets going 8-9 with a better roster than the Packers had last year. So I don't get how if you're that good, you can't elevate your team one or at least three or four more wins than what the Jets had last year.
0: Because his be point he's, he's, was still,
1: he's,
2: still, he's still seriously aging. So
1: should he be? I don't know. To I... At
2: all?
1: That's the thing. Is he would I have at number
2: four? Be- no, I don't think I'd have at number four. But I mean, like I said, that four through four through six, four through seven. I mean, you can go a whole lot of different ways at that for a number of different reasons. You know, like like some that have already been mentioned. But. Um, would I have him at number four? No. I don't know that I would have Jalen Hurts at number four. I mean, Jalen Hurts did a lot on his feet last year. So did Lamar Jackson like he does every year. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if you're talking fantasy points and an and impact to the team, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways to go here. But I think pure passing ability, Aaron Rodgers bumping down a little bit. Um, I think I'm, I'm, thinking I'm flopping him and Herbert. Possibly him and Hertz. Um and I think I'm still keeping him in front of Lamarca's. Sorry, Luke. Just just for you, buddy. Um,
1: Chris, flip, Chris flip that tab to the running backs because this is the other one, Doc. You think that one we have problems with? Look at this. Look at this list, dude. They have Chubb, McCaffrey, Jacobs, Barkley, Henry, JT, AK, Dalvin Cook, Pollard, and Eckler. How do you not have Eckler higher as as much as that man did in the passing game and in the running game last year?
2: First of all, how do you not have Eckler higher? How do you have Alvin Kamara at seventh?
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris was saying that you could take – How do you have Jonathan Taylor (laughs) at sixth? Yeah, I don't get it. I I, I love Nick Chubb, but I don't think he's number one. I think maybe like three or four, but I just
2: don't – I'm putting because of the the dual threat, CMC is number one. Eckler obviously is moving way up. I think – Two is gonna be a toss between Chubb and, and Henry, but the who came up with these lists? Who's, who's the fucking lists that, are these?
1: This is the, the averages for the executives of the NFL. Yep, coaches and managers and all that stuff. Scouts, all, all of them combined, they come up with their averages essentially.
0: Yeah. yeah even Chris is. said
1: Chris said AK could but maybe even be got he can even taken off as much as he is yeah, a Saints I'm, fan. I,
0: I I I love the names on the list. Except I mean with AK what he did last year, I think you can maybe take him off. I think they just have the order wrong. I mean, CMC definitely deserves to be number one. Henry Chubb, two three. You can and then Saquon. I mean, two, three, and four, you can literally say a tie for second place and put
2: Yeah, well, and now that Jude's gone, Jacobs Pollard's gonna move up.
0: Yeah. Well we have to see what Collard's gonna do coming back from that injury too that he suffered like the very end of the season. I mean the name the names are there. I think these are definitely your top 10 running backs. It's just the, the order's all wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I think the NFL execs need to let us come in there and just the fans in general, let the fans speak. God,
2: like, for the players. Yeah, it's and just, it's just take- your fucking day job.
0: And then take Dalvin Cook out. He's not even on a team right now, so he's not going to do anything yet.
2: I <laughs> oh, mean, but he'll, he'll make one.
0: But, hey, uh, yeah. Had,
2: leave, it, leave it to the execs. Uh, that guy don't got a team. Put him number seven.
1: Yeah, well, put, just, put him. But there. this just goes – it just shows back to the execs. Like, they have them three and four right there, but they don't want to pay them. But speaking of being – speaking of paying, boys, Tennessee Volunteers, they just paid over $8 million fine because of Jeremy Pruitt's uh, – 200 fractions, which, God, I don't know how you get 200 fractions in a two-year span. 18 of those were level one violations. So they avoided the bowl ban, Chris. I don't know, man. Tennessee got lucky, but they find over $8 million for Tennessee, and they can now go to the playoffs. They can get to the SEC championship if they can get that far. But Tennessee survives, dude.
0: Yeah, no, this is huge that I they got out of the whole bowl ban. They can go to the playoffs yeah. if they make it. But this is just down to the whole recruiting situation. They haven't came out with like specifics. Well, except they have invited people that they weren't on the books said wasn't coming. Yeah, official. But business. I mean, to have over two hundred, that's that's rough. But I mean, at least <laughs> hey, they only won. That's they only won eleven game. <laughs> they only won eleven games out of those two years. So it's not like they're taking big wins out.
1: God, that's a lot of uh, infractions in a two-year span. One of those was COVID year two, so I mean, it's just a lot of violations and fractions. Couple two that you tree,
2: have. couple two tree uh, violations there.
1: Like, I just don't yeah. get how you get two hundred in a two-year. Like, that's an average of a hundred in one year. Like, what are you doing? That is
2: literally. Can we get a replay on that of Mark? Can we like show Goodwill Hunting and Mark doing the math of his in his head, oh, talking about two hundred infractions? in two years and oh god that's like an average of 100 a year yeah
0: and he averaged nine the level little, one violations too man like come on do the little like math scene from the hangover you know
2: yeah yeah well, he's running through all the formulas and shit like yeah. that's what we we need a clip for that
1: <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah no, i just want to touch that yeah they got lucky and speaking fuck of another SEC time. team another SEC team we want to talk about is Nick Saban old um I forgot his name, Chris. What's his name from the SEC that covers on ESPN? Uh, Line. Oh, Lineberg or God, yeah, Paul. Name. Paul.
0: Paul. Paul. Uh, Paul. Something.
1: Yeah, he's Paul. that old guy with the messed up hair. Yeah. Um.
2: Oh I I have yeah. I'm talking about Paul, Paul, Paul Finberg.
1: Finberg. Paul
0: Finberg, Yeah.
2: Finberg. I, love I've him. always hated. Love I've him. always hey, hated. I've gonna... always hated him.
1: But he says, and I, I've all I've been thinking about it the last couple of years. More specifically, Nick Saban, how he's currently as a coach. But this is the last year of the four-man team. And last year, they didn't make it. They went 10-2. and It was the worst defense that Nick Saban's probably had at Alabama. If he doesn't make it this year, because they will make it in the 12-man probably every year, just because it's so easy at that point. But if he can't make it in this four-man the last year, does this kind of change the way that we like think about Nick Saban as a coach currently? Not history. Historically, we'll always say he's a great coach. Probably one of the best of all time, Doc. But does this start to push the narrative that Nick Saban can't necessarily get it done on a consistent basis now with Kirby Smart and Georgia and all these other schools that are coming up?
2: No, I think uh, Kirby Smart, the way that he stepped up with Georgia and, and arguably one of the best defensive teams that we've seen the last couple of years in the history of college football. But um, I think what we're seeing right now is. Uh, the recruiting is spreading across the SEC. It's no longer Alabama heavy. I mean, they are still making huge, you know, t- uh, huge strides in the recruiting game. But you're starting to see a lot of top-tier prospects going to teams like Tennessee who never really, you know, the last 15, 20 years aside from Manning, you know, have not really had anything. Uh, even Manning was was more than that. But, um you know Georgia obviously is getting a lot of love out there. Texas A and M is getting a lot of love. Texas and Oklahoma now have moved into the SEC, and you know the newest Manning getting ready to to take snaps under center for for Texas. So I think that recruiting, too, man, yeah, I'm actually excited to see him play. So <laughs> I think that the talent is just spreading across the SEC, and it's becoming more balanced. You're not going to see. Georgia and Alabama just flat out 12 and 0. Every game is exciting and every game is a is a win-lose opportunity. You know, like Tam you holding on against Alabama in their game. Texas almost knocked off Alabama. I mean, there were so many games last year that were just last we second, should have, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um but I think that just the way that it's it's kind of moving in that direction. I don't think that this is a slight against Saban. I think he's still doing a phenomenal job. I mean, the numbers are still there for Alabama. It's just this is, you know, the rest of the SEC is stepping up and no longer, hey, we're just going to sit back and let Alabama win. We're going to figure out how to recruit and we're going to figure out a win.
1: Yeah, I'm there with you, Doc. I think that the the league is catching, or the league, the conferences catch up a little bit, especially Georgia. Kirby Smart caught up pretty quick. Took him a little bit. I mean, they they, they a Especially they being prior to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, he, he found a way. And, you know, I think that, the like I said, the nation's catching up to him and that's good. You know, you want a variety of teams, not just a consistent three or four schools. You want to see that- new teams here and there start to spread their wings and, and shine on the big stage. So
2: yeah. And people are realizing I can't go to the ACC and be successful.
0: Yeah. Listen, everybody that's listening to this, turn your turn, turn the volume up. Okay. Uh Oh, the dynasty is fucking over. Okay. Nick Saban's done. It's fucking over. Okay. There is no more Alabama. listen, Nick Saban might've had one of the most talented squads last year. Okay. You had Bryce young, probably going to be one of the greatest college quarterbacks. You had Will Anderson, maybe one of the best defensive ends in college football, and they couldn't fucking do it. Okay. They're this Alabama team is no longer a plug and play team. They lose all these players in the draft. And there's no more talent to back them in. These five stars are not going. And you're seeing this as a result of NIL deals. Because other teams are opening up their checkbook. And the transfer portal. Kids aren't wanting to sit behind other kids and wait for their turn patiently. Like it was back in the day. And Nick Saban doesn't know what the fuck to do. Except go cry to his wife that they almost lost against Texas. They fucking lost against my boy Catholic. Fake Cajun accent ass fucking Brian Kelly. And guess My what? Family. Guess what, Saban? Guess what, Saban? Brian's coming for that ass again this year, okay?
2: And crying about again. the NIL deal with, with Tamu.
0: Yeah,
1: lost, in they Tuscaloosa. They lost Tennessee, too. In, yeah, lost Tennessee,
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if y'all watched their summer game. Both quarterbacks looked rough as fuck. The wide receiver room is not as talented as it usually is. I, it's over in Alabama. It is done. It's it's, it's done. It's be
2: It's yeah, a Auburn yeah, country think, out there, baby. I don't. I don't know that anybody's. I don't know that anybody's arguing that with you, Chris. I just don't think that it's Saban is is the reason for it. I think, like you said, you know. All the close games and everything. The, the talent is just spreading across the SEC. All these teams are stepping up and going, we're not going to sit back and just take this shit no more. We're opening checkbooks. We're going to start paying people. The boosters are finally stepping in. And we're going to get some talent on this team. They're not all it, it's not fucking Alabama being the number one recruiting school every year. And that's what Saban was crying about. And I think that's evident. You know, when he was yeah. crying about the Texas A&M shit and how they're buying players, like you're doing the same goddamn thing. But that's where I think it's evident that now everybody else has caught on to their ways and everybody else is doing the same thing that they're doing. And now he's, that's why he's freaking out about this.
0: Well, you yeah, can't, you can't find the assistant coaches like he used to. I mean, these assistant coaches true, yeah. are coming in and lasting one or two years. And then Saban's like, Hey, you're out. Like, and they're taking head
2: coaching gigs.
0: One last yeah.
1: thing on Nick Sabin though, is, uh, before we move on, I want to say, Nick Saban, if you're listening out there in you know, Alabama, you better be ready you know for he fucking is. 2024, pal, because Texas is coming to the SEC, and we're going to hook that ass, boy. We ain't going to have injured quarterbacks like we've done the last two times against you in the national championship and last year when you played our backup quarterback who was also hurt. So you better get ready, Nick Saban. You're going to blow at Oklahoma, but you're going to get them horns in your ass, pal. Woo!
0: Moving hook on. Hook up though. horns. Hook, hook ah, I keep, horns, yeah, baby. There it is. There it is.
2: I'm gonna give a hot take for the episode. You heard it here first, folks. Alabama 45, Texas seven.
1: Hey, we're gonna be intel. We're gonna be in Alabama this year. and We're gonna win. I'm sorry about it. Uh, we saw what Quinn Ears was doing last year, and we were literally beating that ass. And then our fucking quarterback backup gets hurt too. So it's not like they played. A hurt no, I'm honestly, I'm pulling.
2: I'm pulling for y'all. But, I'm pulling for y'all because I do want to see some. I want. I want to see Alabama out. I'm over it.
1: Our boy Allen, you know, hit a us. dick, bitch. Our boy, Alan, hit us up. We have a few minutes left. Let's we'll knock these two out real quick. Alan in the, on Instagram hit us up and asked what our favorite throwback uniforms for NFL was. You know, at first I was quick to say the powder blue jerseys, and so was Luke. But I found out that, oh, I mean, I watched it, that they wore the powder blues every single week, besides when they wear that, that dark blue eventually. But I I don't know. Uh, Chris is going to pull it up. But I'm going to go with the, the, the Dallas Cowboy uniforms that they wore on – thanksgiving last year against the new york giants you see right there this i don't know like it's all about when i play with them on madden too like i always look for these jerseys i like the blue with the white shoulder pads i like the, the blue star with the all-white helmet and the blue stripes down in the middle it, it's just a good look to me and also like i said the powder blues with the Chargers are my favorite uniforms in general it just it's a beautiful blue with the yellow with the bolts and the, the black lettering on the side i love that and i like that eagle lime green that they had back in the day and all black uniforms too are Are classy when it's it's a night game, like when the Ravens and Eagles do it. Beautiful look, Chris. What you thinking, man?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles, and you'll have to tell me what year it is. But I mean, it's just it's a clean ass uniform. You got like the neon green. You got like the little eagle on the shoulder, and then the wings on the helmet. I don't know. I love it. It's clean as fuck and then I'd have to you know I have to go with my Saints throwback. I think not just cuz I'm biased, but they're pretty clean for throwbacks. God,
1: those those look sick though. Doc, what you thinking out there, man? What what's your throwback jersey you like?
2: I am going number 1. I'm going with the Patriots uh from ooh, I think ooh, the ooh. 80s it is with the with the red uniforms, white helmets, the old the old Pat Patriot uh uh logo on the helmet. I think they're sharp, and honestly, there's just something appealing about a team that wears typically your two-color scheme. You know, they have the red accent, but they're typically blue uniforms, white uniforms. Um, To see them come out in something so different, uh, something so vivid like red, uh, just a real sharp-looking uniform. And uh, that's why it also brings me to my alternate – we're not going to go throwback. It's not a throwback uniform. It's an alternate uniform but the Bears Oranges. I'm gonna be biased on that one because boy, when they come out with that one, that is a sharp. Those are sharp threads, man.
1: Sharp. God, looks like my shit that I take, in it's that orange too. But like, do you, little, need, doc, you little, need to
2: see a doctor?
1: <laughs> I'm a little biased too. I, I like the Falcons throwback that they they brought back last year. Matt Ryan used to wear it back in his early days. The the black you know jerseys like this, and then like the red helmet. Those I, I, I like, like those too. That yeah, that was like,
2: trip. that was a, that was a very, if I was doing a backup as a throwback, that's what I was going to name. Uh, but I had to get those, those bears orange ones for an alternate, man. I had to get those Chris, in there.
1: Chris's saints uniforms, the black and gold, even the white and gold look sick too. I'll uh, yep. we'll have to say those are pretty good clean ones as well.
2: Big man. shout out to
0: fucking Allen with the load. Yeah. Thanks, Allen. I hope we
1: unloaded on you, man. We hope you like that load, man. Um, but speaking of unloading on something, Josh Allen, God, dude, like just second time you you rubbed me the wrong way, man. Like, and you picked the best fast food burger as a Big Mac. Like, don't get me wrong. McDonald's is, is one of the most famous fast food chains out there, but a Big Mac, dude, I'm sorry. It's clearly he's not eaten anywhere else. Yeah. I don't know about you boys, but I've been hooked right, re- recently on the Jack in the Box Bacon Ultimate Double Cheeseburger. Ooh. I like the patties. Just taste fucking delicious. I don't know what kind of sauce they put on there, but I don't ask questions. I just fucking put it in my mouth. I stuff on that meat, baby, and it's fucking delicious.
0: Have you got Have you got the mini tacos from Jack in the Box yet? Oh yeah, the two for one ninety nine. Can't
1: be it, man. But hey, Josh Allen. I don't know about you, but you boys think. But I think Josh Allen's wrong. Hundred
2: oh, yeah, no, percent
1: for sure.
2: Hundred percent. The Big, Big Mac is on. overrated. Yeah, no, that shit's overrated. If I'm going. I got a toss-up on my two, uh, and they're they're very – the second one i get into in a sec. But the first one, I mean, you can't beat the Wendy's Baconator. Meat and cheese and mm. bread, and that's it. Just a pound of bacon on there loaded up. Nothing Giant is beaties. more American. Yes. Nothing's more American than bacon, all right? I would build my house out of bacon, except I would be homeless all the time. Uh, my backup on that one is going to be – um and i'm gonna call me crazy call me crazy but uh since they changed the meat since they changed the meat and actually started seasoning the patty the quarter pounder by mcdonald's has come a long way than what it used to be but you also got to get the bacon on it got to get the bacon no mustard
1: okay chris chris what you thinking out there
0: I I look look if we go nationwide somewhere that everybody can get okay, I'm going to go with the fucking OG Whopper okay, mm. just a big motherfucking burger Whopper you know?
1: Whopper Whopper Whopper
0: <laughs> get get those onion rings with the zesty sauce oh
1: you oh man love you love the but Air Force bases because I- there's always Burger Kings on the base hey.
0: Army, I can just Army feel too.
2: the shit dripping out of my ass just listening to you describe a <laughs> Whopper with onion rings from Burger King. But then,
0: like, if, we, if we're if we going to, like, places that are very like, where you're at, then I'm going to have to go my number one in and out. Okay, I've been here in Texas. I've passed it for years, and I'm like, damn, we really need to try this. And we just tried it a couple months ago, and I'm fucking hooked. Shit's good
1: should have tried an airport when I was there in Dallas when I was visiting you and Luke. I definitely should have tried it. It was a long line. I said, fuck that.
2: Let, let's God. take this a step further. What's y'all's least favorite fast food uh, like for burger-wise?
0: Oh, burger-wise? Oh, burger-wise? Oh, I'll
2: lead it off. I'll lead it off because so I kind of put you guys in okay. the spot. Um, I'll lead it off. I'm going Sonic. Sonic, oh, go. like, D- D- you want to D- 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 know D- you how I know Sonic isn't good? Like, when you don't like a food, you, you usually love it when you're drunk. And you're like, I can only yeah, eat that yeah, shit right. when I'm drunk. Like, even when I'm drunk, Sonic was fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go Dairy yeah. Queen. I'm not a fan of their, their burgers that much. The ice cream and okay. the chicken's pretty good there. But
2: I'm going to be I'm honest, never
0: even ate at Dairy Queen. I only go there for Blizzard. I did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've, I've had them big, too. Big respect for getting food <laughs> there. But I, I'm going to have to agree <laughs> with Tom. I think yeah i think i think sonic as well but Sonic's drinks are fucking oh like, yeah tier one tier one yeah. drinks I, I, i'm, I'm got, on res- that. You
1: also, you also got to respect the, the the people coming out on rollerblades too man like it's yeah just, yeah
0: god bless you and and while we're while we're on the talks of fast food i just want to give a shout out to mcdonald's Fuck you for taking away the snap wraps, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah fuck that you guys. Was... Me and Chris used to call every night drunk,
1: <laughs> asking for those fucking things to be delivered to us. And they're like, oh, we don't got them anymore. They brought them, some of them back at some locations, but fuck you, McDonald's.
2: That that sounds fuck like a Colin you. Coward decision. That sounds like some dumb shit Colin Coward would decide.
1: And, and they took I away know... the
2: McRib. Well, that's, that's well, that, that, that happens match every match year. Season. No, yeah. no, take, no, 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 it away it's gone.
0: No, it's, it's gone. No, it's it's going to be back no, time. I, no, look it up. Look it up. Back. Last year hey, we'll it back. was – No, look back. it up. Look it up because we – me and Paige were in the drive-thru and it said this was the last year that you can get it. And I looked at Paige and I said this is the last McRib I'll ever have. I'm not
1: going to lie. It, McRib is fucking shit. I don't even care. But I really used to work is. with them. I used to hate fucking making those things. It was so Enough. messy. And so oh my god! Dude, Pickles and onions up. on a rib? What the fuck, dude? Hey, but well, I take the for you viewers and a listeners, it's little
2: pork patty. It's a pork patty you get out of the fucking MREs. For hey, hey, you viewers and listeners, though,
1: for you viewers and listeners, I want you guys. I want to hear your opinions on what you guys think are the best and worst burgers. Hey, even throwing some sides and desserts in there too. And I'm sorry Put it that in the we comments said down below. Yeah, I'm sorry we said 45 minutes. Uh We just talk talking <laughs> sports and we just keep going on so we went a little we love longer it too than too passionate.
2: Christmas. We love it too much.
1: Yeah. goes we we under an hour every time. So, but like I said, we will be there back Thursday where you are going to start talking baseball doc, start to get used to take some notes for that first half and what you think the Dingers. second half is going to occur. Also, we might include not we don't know yet. We might include a mock draft. Might be a little longer episode because of that mock draft. So. I got
2: something before we sign off for the night. I want to take this opportunity, as always, to say, fuck you, Colin Coward. You're an idiot. God. And Lamar
1: Jackson. Maybe that's Jackson. how we should. Yeah, I fuck I Lamar mean, Jackson. I mean, I mean yeah. hey, but. Uh,
2: he quit on his Luke team last to... year. I don't care what you yeah. said,
1: Luke, we I'm missed you, shit. man. We, we, yeah, I have to. I'm trying to I'm trying to get <laughs> off here. I'm trying to sign <laughs> off. I, the tinkle, room. I had to pee, and I've, I've been, been back and forth. So that's Chris Comeinhart. That is Doc Skirkwins. Luke, shout out to you. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls podcast, and Miss we you. are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.